an an oathen an an oath an oath bearer oath bearer oath holder oath bearer oath holder oath oath maker. And welcome back to the Refactored Podcast, the show where it's our goal to suck a little less every day. My name is Chris Tunkinson. And my name is Frank Cole. And this is episode number 57, recorded February 8th, 2022. Okay, so I I want us to stay. We have been we have been lax in staying on topic, I think, for our audience the last couple of weeks. We've talked a lot of games, we've talked a lot of NFTs, and done a bunch of fun <laughs> topic. Stuff. But it's <laughs> but yeah, even but see, even when we go off topic, we tend to dive to dive deep into things that are relevant to the audience. But gaming is not really the audience, NFTs are not really the audience, but they are ancillary. So I want to get back there and I've got some things to talk about. I know you do too. However, I have one thing. That is completely unrelated. So as you know, I made a prediction once before, and I Uh-oh. am, by my, by my count, I am 1-0. But there's an asterisk because, as you recall- uh, the, 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 the bull crap. Yes, I know, I know. So we did. I had the Loki prediction that he was going to be D.B. Cooper. He, in fact, was. Right. Apparently, there was a commercial where they basically told, told he you was that. D.B. Cooper. I swear yeah. I didn't see it. So I'm saying it's 1-0, but it's- Got a big old asterisk, so it doesn't totally count. So I have a new one. And this time it's not a show, it's a video game. So I promise I will do this really quick and then we will do like legit stuff. Um, right okay. on. So uh, first of all, a little, little bit of a gloat fest. Uh, I, I mentioned it in passing last week. I did finally snag a couple of weeks ago a PlayStation 5. Uh, oh, yes, well, come on. Where's the, where's where, the, where's the, where's where's the wind the- music? Give it to me. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yes. So I nail. I I I I grab that. Um, ended up using a um using a service that will like, monitors these sales because they're so stinking hard. But it was me and a coworker. He he found it. Let me know about Packs. it. Hacks. Kind Packs. of. Uh, <laughs> and I I basically hit the target website. They were doing. They had an in store drop, and. A nearby target it was an hour away, but a nearby target had one, and I close enough for close an enough, right? After looking for <laughs> six months, yes, close enough. And so I went and um, I, I I bought it online, and I didn't believe it that it was actually real. Uh, I so I actually called the store. I, I like the sale went through because this has happened before. Sale went through. And then you, a few hours later, ah, uh, this isn't valid. You know, no, right, you weren't yeah. charged Here's or you your got refunded. Refund. Right. Yeah. So I called the store after everything went through and I had the receipt. I was like, I still don't believe it. I still call shenanigans here. So I called the store, got somebody on the line. Nope, it's ordered. It's right here. I'm looking at it. And I about fell out of my chair. So I, I <laughs> you threw your kid against the wall. You pushed your wife down. You jumped in the car. You did 140 dog. down your driveway. <laughs> it's not that long of a driveway, but yeah, basically, uh, I ended up zipping over there late in the afternoon. I was going to wait until the weekend. And then I thought, oh, I don't think I want to wait until the weekend. That that actually makes me feel a little angst, angsty. So I ended up going out that afternoon and. Uh, I you get, to- you get pulled over for doing 97 in a 15. You're like, but there's a PS5 at Target. The cop goes, hang on, I'll give you an escort. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I get to the Target. I go through the, go to the customer service desk. There are two of us in line. We're both getting PlayStation 5s. 
And I, I grabbed it and then I started to walk through the store. I was like, okay, I'll run through the game section real quick. See if they've got anything. I can buy digital, but let's see if there's anything di on disc. And as I'm going through the store, I passed a bunch of, bunch of dudes giving me way too the long eyes. a stare at the PlayStation. And I wasn't in a yeah. rough area, but it wasn't, <laughs> but you're you holding know, it a little tighter. Super posh either. So I actually went, eh, I think I'm going to get out of here. And, and I just, I boogied to the car. It was, yeah. It, it was, got a target on your back. Oh my gosh. It was, it was fun. I haven't had that much fun buying a game or game system since the days of Toys R Us. Do you remember Toys R Us video game purchases? Oh, of course. Oh of man, course. that was the best. You went up to the, you had, you didn't get the game. You had to get the ticket and then you checked out with yep. the ticket. And then you went to this, you went to this little, this little cube thing where it was like, it was like he was a gun shop and he had all the contraband, you know, like the ammo and, right. and the, you know, all the, yeah. the big heavy assault weapons were behind this bulletproof plexiglass. And you, hand you check the your weapons. They pat you down. They do the wee, 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 wand, you know. So you pass the ticket under. They pass the game back. I haven't had as much fun since then. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so got the That's system. I promise this would be short. It's already longer than I wanted it to be. So I've got the system. Uh, one of the games that I'm excited for this year is a new game called Horizon Forbidden West, which is a follow-up to Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Really, really good game. Gorgeous to look at. It's beautiful. Uh, if you have a 4K television and the PlayStation 4 Pro, which I know you do, all mm -hmm. oh, just the eye candy that you get is, is amazing. And it's good games, good story, good gameplay. Uh, so the, they're doing a second one and um, no spoilers, okay? But it's a post-apocalyptic setup, okay? So present mm -hmm. day, bad stuff happened. These are people in the you know several hundred years future, okay? There is a character in the new game called Tilda. Tilda is being played by Carrie Ann Moss. You know who Carrie Ann Moss is? No. She played Trinity in the Matrix series. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's 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 who Carrie Ann Moss is. She is voicing a character, Tilda. I have not seen, on my honor, because I know you can't actually double check me on this one, but on my honor, I have only seen like a, yeah, like a passing shot of the character. And then I have heard Carrie Ann Moss do talk about the, her character. Just she's interesting and it was fun to play without giving any spoilers. Cause of course they never give away spoilers when they're doing those kinds of interviews and such. Mm -hmm. So anyway, based on the fact that it's Carrie Ann Moss and based on the one screenshot that I saw of this character, I am making a prediction. So uh -oh. my, my prediction coming in hot. Yeah. So I'm coming in hot here. My prediction is that the character that Carrie Ann Moss is playing was actually going to be one of the one of these cryogenically stored peoples that you hear about today, the people that go into cryogenic storage as they near mm. death. So I think she is going to be one of the few present day people who came from one of these cryo storage services and is now living in this apocalyptic like future, rehydrated but using her, using her her knowledge of the past and the. There's obviously there's connection between what happened in the past and what's going on in the present, using her knowledge mm -hmm. of both to actually forward her own agenda. And so I think gotcha. that I'm not sure she's going to be a villain, but she's deaf. That's my prediction is that it's going to be like a, a present day person in, in the future, which would be a pretty cool hook given the storyline uh, of the. Of so the is this the so game that's uh, already out or coming? Out? No, it comes out on February 18th, which is why I had to get the oh, prediction okay. in before Right, Anything right started to it. leak. Yep. So I, I wanted to get it on the books. Yeah. So there you go. All right. No more games. 
No more games. I have some. Well, have some- well, some more games because oh. we have a correction. We have a correction for last week. <sighs> uh, Microsoft did not buy Activision for seventy billion dollars. <laughs> 68.7. The 70 number was a rounding. So it was actually closer to 69 than we originally thought. Mm, mm. <laughs> but it was not 70. I just want to be clear. It's a good thing yeah. that you cleared that up. I'm sure everyone was very That's, concerned. So I could hear I could hear the rage. <laughs> All right. So you have uh you had something you wanted to talk about. Uh, no, it was the with a correction. Oh, it was the correction. That was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's minor. It's minor, it is, yeah, but yeah, still, yeah. No, still relevant. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, other than other than Stack Overflow shutting mm. down the job board uh, next month, right yep. at the end of March, that goes yep. away. Comp- I gets phased, but by the end of March, it's out completely, which is shocking and disappointing to say the very least. Oh, by the way, gosh. talk about things that are relevant for this audience. Last week, we spent a lot of time on NFTs. I think if you don't realize that they're relevant to your job now, it it will be relevant. Oh, I agree. Soon enough. I yeah, it was. It was. So, there's, there was. Some, so I don't think that was an, as much of it. I don't think we needed to apologize that much. I, well, it. I wasn't apologizing, but we didn't hook it back directly to the work. I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, the overlap yeah. in our space is going to be huge. You're gonna you're gonna see it. I mean, if you're building the kind of stuff that we build, the systems. I mean, if you're in tech, this is the you know, it's going to be part yeah. of it. So I Web mean, three, everything yeah. everything ties back so, generally. I think. But why I I read the post. Uh, there was an article on Meta that ran, or the a post on Meta that ran a while back that said, "Oh, you know, we're going to discontinue," and it had like two thousand downvotes. Yeah, by the time oh, I the looked at it, counter ridiculous. Is, we'll, we'll definitely oh my link gosh, it in the show charts. notes. It link it in the show yeah. notes. It's actually some really really good conversation in there. A lot yeah. of it, I I I mean, I agree with. Uh, there were several people who who um, commented on how. Stack Overflow was the one board I used because I found really, really good people. I didn't have to sift through noise. I just got exactly what I needed. It was um, the signal to noise. That yeah, was it. I mean, it really it's a good was. Pr- and they're saying, oh, well, you know, uh, they, they mentioned that it takes, and I'm not saying, I'm not calling them out on this, but what they said in the post was that there, it, it would cost too much. Basically, there wasn't ROI for them continuing to invest in the platform in the way that they saw they need to. Right. And having having used it on both sides more than once, uh, it seems to me, I don't know, there's something, it must have been, ve- I, I don't know what their co- where their costs were, but they must have been extraordinary is the only thing I can come to because it wasn't cheap thing to use. Right. Uh, I don't, you know, um, it, it wasn't a cheap job board to use. But it was so good. I can't imagine that this was like a failed business unit. It seems there are. Yes, it's, it's disappointing. And yes, it's surprising. But more than anything, I'm just surprised at why they would have come to this surprise that it did that poorly as a business that they had to shutter it. OK, so there's a couple of things I want to point out. Um, uh, one, I heard about this when my company went to renew our jobs subscription Last year, mm-hmm. they let us know that they were doing this. They've actually, they announced this last year publicly, but yeah, most people yeah. didn't see it. I didn't hear about it until I was in the room No, I just them. saw the post. Oh, you I just saw it. Yeah, so this is this has actually been the out there week. for a little bit. A um, couple things about it. Um, uh, definitely check out the link because the staff have actually taken some time to respond to a number of the posts. There are some, some staff commentary. Actually, that, like, some is, of the uh, a bunch of the most highly voted uh, responses are yeah, from get staff. Legit, 
Yeah. And, and there are yeah. some legit follow-up comments to those. A couple of things I learned from this that I was not aware of. Apparently, this decision was made before the acquisition because Stack Overflow was sold last year to a like a big overseas conglomerate. Um, mm-hmm. And this decision to retire and sunset this was made by the uh, by the OG team, absent the purportedly absent the and any of the acquisition stuff. The other thing that I found interesting was when they they talked a little bit about statistics. Um, they mentioned that. Uh, when we look at overall usage and engagement, less than 1% of our monthly users engage with jobs. And of those, most never received any messages from employers. Most employers found our sourcing system too restrictive or difficult to work with. Well, okay. So not everyone's going to be looking for a job. I feel like this stat's a little misleading because not everyone's looking for a job and not everyone wants to receive them. And I only did so much cold calling through it. I had more success with the job, with my posting jobs on it as opposed yeah. to me sourcing, but I have done it. I've actually successfully done it with uh, a couple people in my, on my current team. I have I've, directly sourced myself yeah. for, through their searching system. Um, I will say they're, they're not wrong in that the, they say that the, the sourcing system is difficult or restrictive. It, it was, it was rough. It was. But what does that mean, though? This, yeah, this is right, my problem with your with the OP. Yeah. Is there was a lot of a lot of very kind of high level stuff that doesn't actually mean anything to an outsider, and you know you can read between the lines, but that's right. only so useful, right? What do you mean, sourcing systems? If I've I've used it, I've I've been on both sides of it. So job board, I've been on both sides of it, and in both directions where like I was looking for a job and reached out to companies or I had my profile there and companies reached to me. And on the, on the hiring side, more recently, I've reached out to people I've had reach out to me and I've had success with the platform bi-directionally. And there were a couple of minor things that were less than ideal in my workflow, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know who, like, I don't know who's using it for what purpose that they find it overly cumbersome or, or whatever the language was that they used. It's right. I don't too know. Restrictive it's, it's or difficult clearly, to work like I trust, I trust say. the OG team that built this thing that put this together. I trust them to make sound business decisions, and so that's not part of my complaint here. Like sixty percent of my complaint is just, just kvetching because I don't want to lose this resource. <laughs> it was a yeah. good one. Well, that, I mean, and that's I mean, these posts go on and on and and on. I'll tell you what it is so I don't long. know contractually i don't think we could we could talk about the prices that we that we receive for the for the on the on the employer side of this but i can tell you one thing if i needed to hire i needed to use this for a hiring resource tomorrow and it was two or three times more than it was last time i'd pay the price cuz guess what it's worth it, it so was worth it. i just yeah that's the thing i don't i didn't see evidence that they said okay hey it's time to get drastic we can either increase our price dramatically or shut it down. I never saw the price increase. So I don't, I don't know. Then I start to wear tinfoil. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. OG decided to shutter this before the acquisition, but these acquisitions that they don't happen in a week, right? So does new conglomerate own a share in LinkedIn or dice or somebody else? And so, mm. uh, you know, the writing was on the wall that you, you can know, certainly have a competitor. We're not, yeah, I don't know. You can, well, I'm I mean, being you can get foil just because I'm angry. Quick. I'm on, my voice is transmitting to you over the internet. That means I'm a dog and I'm angry and I'm essentially, you know, 
I'm just whining. Why are you a dog it. for transmitting your voice over the internet? I'm not. You, well, you don't know that I'm not. Oh, oh, okay. Got it. Right. I think you're nuts. <laughs> I mean, anyway, be. so the, the post is well worth reading. The announcement's worth reading. The follow-up comments yeah. are the most interesting part. And it's, it's all this kind of stuff. Super useful feature because of the, because they cultivated an audience that was ideal. You basically mm -hmm. did not deal with riffraff. Anyone who actually, you know, knew their crap is on Stack Overflow. So you're already set. It's it's a nice, it, simply doing it through the platform, even with the platform's difficulties, if you can really call them that, even with the difficulties, it was real. You 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 had a real efficient filter up front that saved you a ton of time and money. And so it was worth it. Tactically, ridiculously efficient because, and I tell you, like, Better than a reference, better than a code sample, better than an exercise that takes you four hours that you send back to us that we nitpick because of whatever thing you didn't do in React, right, or whatever, right? What you could do is you could go directly to – now, you know, I, didn't, I never penalized anybody for not having an active SO profile, right? If they were asking only and didn't have a lot of, of, of karma, I wouldn't fault somebody for that. But if I had somebody with – um what do they call it? Repu with a high reputation, with any kind of, of reputation, I would look at their at their post and response history on SO because what does that do? It gives you a real world example mm -hmm. of how they interact with people, how they read for comprehension, how they respond to people, how they work to like all of that stuff. It's it's a living work product. It's a living demonstration of their ability to communicate technology. And that's one of the things that matters the most to me is your, your ability to communicate about technology. As mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they talked about, you know, in the post, they, they said that, you know, the, they, the effort it would take them to truly differentiate in the space was one they couldn't justify. And, and there was, they, they have just, they have, they were already the, differentiated. They're already differentiated. I, I, this is, uh, oh my gosh. So uh, something else I just discovered, cause I've been scrolling through comments, looking for more, uh, staff follow-ups here. Apparently this, the, the, the sourcing is no longer part of the strategy. So they're moving out of the space completely. They are completely, um, skipping it. However, the, it, this has been in the works. This retirement has been in the works for years. They said what? years they have been planning to, to sunset this. If they had instead just spent some time nurturing it, I, I just, I, I don't understand. How do you decide, how do you make the decision that just everything else aside, how do you make the decision that a SaaS business is non-viable and takes years to run it out like that? I, yeah, I don't know. It, I, I don't get it. I feel like they made the decision prematurely and then waited to see the result they they were expecting or that they wanted to see in terms of the stats. You know, choked, there were a off, lot of its, choked off its revenue yeah. or its um, um, its funding for additional growth and improvement because it really has it really hasn't changed much at all from its original iteration. They added a few things, but it never matured. I but I saw from the beginning the potential and thought, oh, this is great. It's a little rough, but couple years of, of, of focused attention. This thing's going to be awesome. couple API they, they integrations. Polished it, polish it up. They polished it a little bit, but they never really made meaningful improvements right. to it. Which, 
the core product itself was great already. Yeah. Like I say, there were rough edges. I say there were things that could be better. That's all true. But it was also at its core, a good product that I was, I've been happy to pay for. Yeah. Um, uh, there were a lot of comments also talking about, um, there were a lot of people saying, oh no, please keep the salary calculator. Have you uh, ever used that? Do you know I, what I've that was? I've seen the salary calculator. I am, I am less interested in the salary calculator because, because, um, it is, it's very contrived. Um, mm -hmm. I, I generally don't believe in salary calculators in general. Um, Stack Overflow, just as um, an FYI, um, uh, they actually utilize a public, they're, they are extremely public with their compensation and they use a calculator to, to determine the, the, the compensation. So everyone already, mm -hmm. there's a prefab formula, everyone follows it and it's public. You can basically see what everyone makes at any time, which I gotcha. am, I, I get the, I get what you're trying to combat there. I, I do, you know, but you know, this guy's getting paid double the amount of money that this other guy's getting paid for the same job. That is, and that, and that's bad, but by, by making your system so formulaic, I think you're actually, you're hand, you're hamstringing yourself because it, it means you can no longer hire those unicorn candidates where, um, you know, I don't know where you're going to go yet, but I can see that you're amazing and I want you on my team. So let's get you in here doing whatever and, and, you know, find the spot for you later. Um, I forget which, uh, I don't know if it was Jim Collins, good to great or, um, um, Maxwell who talks about the right people on the bus and the wrong people off the bus. Oh, it's, and, yeah, it's good to great. Yeah. It's good to great. Okay. So in there, you know, right people on wrong people off. And when you see good candidates, this might be the Maxwell bit. If you see somebody that is really awesome, but you're not necessarily hiring, you don't have an explicit role. If they're still awesome, hire them because they will yeah. find a spot. You don't let good people go simply because of your, you know, your, your head count rules. And the, the, I feel like the calculators could lean too far in the formulaic direction, especially when you make them completely ubiquitous across the board. But anyway, the calculator is, is, it's interesting. You can go in there, you can plug in your title, you can talk about your user experience and it gives you a rough approximation of what you make. It's the, it's useful for people, especially if they don't have an established role, if they don't have a track record, you know, guys like you and I. Or just don't understand the industry well. Don't understand right? Don't the have industry. a good handle on what, like, okay, in because you can College say in this, area, in this area for this job title with this year's experience and this level of education and maybe these technologies, what is, uh, you know, what are the breakdowns? What are the average set? What are the ranges? And these are based on the developer surveys, which SO has been, had been doing for years. Mm -hmm. Um and it was it was what languages and frameworks and experience and 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 it was all this stuff. And then they and then they'd publish that data. They published the results of that data. I didn't realize they had the um, the calculator baked into it. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and so the, the calculator is based on the you know how they do those those surveys, those developer surveys every year. The you've never seen that before. Yeah, that's what I just said. Did you did you have an aneurysm there for I a missed, second? Well, you, met, you well, I, I I heard you talk about the calculator. I missed where you connected yeah. the calculator to the survey. So no, that's where they get the data for the calculator. Right, the survey, right. Okay, which right. they haven't so, run in a couple. So years. So I guess I did have an aneurysm. Yes, I suppose I did have an aneurysm there. People with brain damage are the real heroes in the end, aren't they? At the end of the day, brave. Um, and it's been out of date, and that was one of the complaints that they had. Well, you know, keeping it up to date, right. the, the data gets stale. But you know, it's useful. It's it's interesting. It's a useful tool. 
especially if you're new or don't have a real track record. Um, I don't think running your company and all your employee salaries on it is a good idea, but it's a useful handy tool just for some additional intel. If you're younger, less experienced, or looking to make a shift and looking for a point of reference to at least, you know, start a salary negotiation, that, that kind of thing is handy. And you really don't find that anywhere else. You know, there, there, there was nobody else who was giving out that kind of intel with that level of authority, unless you're an HR department, which has tons of these tools that pulls all these analysis from lots of different sources. Um, right. But the general public doesn't have access to that, which is kind of sucks. Um, so I thought that was interesting, but this is all ancillary. Like as a job recruiter, that was the best place to go bar none. That was it. I, I, have, it. I found, I found a job there. I, re, I applied to a job through and, and got it uh, to mm-hmm. two jobs ago. Well, this acquisition ago um, f- found them through stack overflow. And you know what? As a job applicant, the fact that they listed on They're Stack there Overflow is like, these is, guys get it. It's a signal. It's yeah. a signal. These guys mm-hmm. get it. And so that was mm-hmm. always my go-to. If I mean, I always checked Stack Overflow first. The so part- so I legitimately, now, now if I'm bringing in new engineers this year, what the hell am I supposed to do? So what, where, yep, where is everybody else? Where is the same boat. LinkedIn is kind of jank. Dice is old i mean i know that it, it still it was works, the right? thing until so came along and yeah. so ate its lunch and i i don't know well, but apparently really... it didn't that's the thing like i i don't i don't get it how, well how did yeah this not... i guess I, I don't know i don't i don't know how this didn't you know and the thing i don't is, know this metric about oh only one percent of users well yeah because people aren't looking for a job, job. every single week of the right. year like that's yeah, a bull you crap don't statistic need... and part of the reason that uh, the one percent piece was of the i think if i'm reading the comment correctly one percent of the people who were using the jobs interface so probably you know filled out their 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 jobs mm-hmm. history said that they were interested weren't getting mm-hmm. cold called and I had been, oh. uh, and I will, I, I can speak from experience. I had been in that situation before with it going back a few years and I never got any cold calls from it either, but, but they weren't encouraging it. This is the part that I keep coming back to couple, two things that I think they, I, I think they set themselves up for an expect for, for the result that they wanted. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, first of all, their prices were so cheap, which I, as a customer, I like, but you compare a listing on Stack Overflow is like 200 bucks for the month. It's nothing. It's to a company. It's pennies. You look at some of these other ones, LinkedIn, Indeed, uh, Dice, they are like a thousand dollars. They're, they're, they're so, they're such a higher price point. And I feel like they made the decision. Oh, our price, uh, you know, we've got this Pinto. We can't possibly charge it the way that these other companies charge it, which is just bass backwards thinking. You actually had a really good thing. It didn't matter what it looked like. Your audience had well, that's a tangible thing. value you look that at, you undervalue, underappreciate. You look at you look at like the feature surface area or the maturity or any of those metrics, and yeah, it's not as good a tool. But guess what? That's not what people care about that's not with what a talent care solution. About. Yeah. I want attention, and this had it. This had the audience it had the mm-hmm. you know supply if you want to talk about it in economic terms right it had where it counts and so it had the most yeah. important it had the audience which is the most important then secondarily when i do a job listing on your on your site on stack overflow in this case i don't have to use your application fill out form i can have the apply link redirect to an external go site to my own allowing HRIS. me to use my yeah, own ats, ATS. that's it 
Uh, yeah. Done. I don't need yep. you to do anything else. So my my company currently we're we're migrating off of LinkedIn Talent Hub. Okay, LinkedIn Talent Hub is garbage. Okay, they they yeah. position it like it's an ATS. It is the crudest. No, here's the thing. It's the, not an ATS. It's it not is, an no, ATS. No, I reject. It's, I reject it, that classification. It, but even if you even if you put it in the even if you put it in the classification the way that Stack Overflow obviously did, where okay, we're a job listing site. We've got some rudimentary candidate processing tools that you can use. You and I use them for positions together. So I know you've experienced them. Okay. The tools that stack that stack overflow jobs had light years, light years ahead of the crap, the utter crap in talent hub. It's not even close. It's such a bad experience. And yet these clowns are still going and they're still making money hand over fist. You know, it, it just some, this feels, and you know, to me, and then reading the commentary on the on the sun setting, this feels like a really, really bad short-sighted decision. They're saying it's not part of their strategy, but I feel like th- this really it, it it should be. They're focusing in. That's the other thing that the comments talk about. They're 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 focusing in on their on their on the Stack Overflow platform um, and utilizing. You know, you can use a third party. You can get a a custom f- a face of it for your, for your organization. So it's a place for your, your commentary yeah, it's, it's to live. Stack Overflow Enterprise or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Can, that's what it is. And that's, that's, that's great. It. But that's guess what? what? Two things on. can be two, two things can be true at once. Yep. You can have best in class knowledge, you know, communal knowledge management system and also connect that exactly where it counts mm-hmm. to the talent market that it's meant to address. I, I, it's just, it seems clearly there are things we're not experts on the topic. We don't know the internals of Stack Overflow. We don't know the details of their of their M and A activity. We don't know anything about anything, quite frankly. Uh, it's just it something something feels weird. It stinks. Something it. where there's smoke, there's fire. There, you're seeing some smoke. Something, something feels weird with it. I, you know, yeah. I'm not trying to call out the the owners of the company for for making a poor decision, but it's I don't know. Somebody, I think it comes down to somebody didn't want it to work. Yeah. I mean, it felt very complimentary to me. I thought it fit fine and you don't need, I actually don't need. And, and indeed I, I, I'm a big subscriber of the, um, uh, you know, what do a tool should do one job very, very well, which is a, Mm -hmm. it's not Linux. That's a Unix philosophy, you know, you know, GNU Unix and you know, all of that crap. Anyway, um, that was a bad joke. I'm going to ding myself on that. I tried. I wasn't prepared. That's all right. Uh, That's one tool, a tool should do one job really, really well. I think this carries forward with web apps, SaaS platforms, and things like that. And, and APIs as a, as a component of most web applications today, I think reinforces this. You don't need to do or be everything under the sun. Stack Overflow did not need to be a full-featured ATS. I don't need you to do that. And in fact, I don't want you to do that. Your special sauce is the community that you have built, my ability to connect with that community, period. That's it. I don't need you to be an ATS. I'll go to an ATS vendor where that is their special sauce. All you have to do is give me the ability to connect an applicant to it. If they have an API and you have an API, it should be easy to connect it to. They actually had a greenhouse integration in the later years of the, of the mm-hmm. app. They actually had an integration yeah. with greenhouse, which is the biggest ATS platform. Um, so they got it. Like, just do that. And 
and just collect dollars. <laughs> there really doesn't need to be a whole lot here. It just works. It blew my or, mind. Uh, especially given go Spolsky's ahead, or go view ahead on this stuff. You know, give it, you know, do one thing. Well, great. Okay, so split that off into a subsidiary. Could do that. Don't distract, don't distract the core knowledge management team from the job team. Yeah. Which I'm sure there was a split anyway. So let them focus, invest in it, do it well. And because you have the community, because you already have that piece in the next cube, so to say, it gives you the unique I, differentiation is not the problem that they had. I don't, mm -hmm. this is, uh, yeah. I, it's no wonder it's gotten like 1900 downvotes because yeah. I, I, is it 1900? Let me go back sense. up. I want to see what it's at today. Uh, oh, right. it's today. It's at 1709. 1709. I added my downvote to it. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But the, um, so we will link the, we will link the question. This is over in the meta stack overflow. And then it also, yeah links to the update um, and you know, they, they talk about why they talk about what they're going to do instead and all that kind of stuff, you know, see what you think. Uh, I think this is bunk. I think this was short-sighted thinking some, you know, change in leadership at the top and they, and they didn't want to focus on it. You know, one thing that this is more tinfoil hat, Joel Spolsky was one of the co-founders of Stack Overflow was big, big bullish on, reinventing the application process. He talks about this in his blog quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think Stack Overflow and Stack Overflow Careers was part of that effort. And he stepped aside. He and, he and, the, uh, he and the other co-founder, Jeff Atwood, um, have you know, moved out of day to day and they brought in a CEO and they've, they've sort of taken executive oversight roles. Really, they built a great thing and they were just, you know, they wanted time to spend their, their millions, you know, good for them. Um, but I feel like the change in leadership is what brought this change. And I don't think there was as much passion and interest in it. And, you know, you look at it on the ledger, Oh, questions platform jobs. Why are we doing jobs over here when we're building this awesome questions platform? These, this is an apples and oranges thing. Let's get rid of this. I can totally see that happening, especially to, you know, you bring in somebody who is not part of the, part of the OG shares, the original vision, sees the, sees the, the big picture or shares that big vision. And so that's what I think happened. I think it was the change in leadership. Stack overflow has been a thing though for 12, 14 years. Yeah. And they only point. stepped aside in the last couple of years. I think this, would, this like, is actually, we should do some, some timeline sleuthing. I don't know. It, it's still. The idea that the idea that they are limited in the amount of investment they can make into their core platform in that amount of time or that they have to sacrifice focus and investment in the core platform in order to further jobs rings to me kind of like bullcrap. I don't know. They brought in a new CEO in 2019. The, the, no, I'm the talking about when when Stack Overflow was first published. Yeah, right. When when like Stack Overflow. Yeah, they, that's what I'm saying. Or ten. Uh, the no, not not the CEO. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when Stack Overflow was was first released. Oh, they've been around it's forever. Like 2000, um, 2008. Wikipedia. Let's see. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let's check. Stack Overflow. The website with the questions. Launched 15th of September, 2008, 13 years 2008. ago. 2008. Yeah. And they brought in, and Joel and 
and um, Atwood were in charge of it all that time up till the new CEO announcement in 2019. And 2019, I'm not sure what the timeline is on jobs. That was the last developer survey. mm -hmm. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. So I think it was the change in leadership. I think this is new CEO, uh, Prashanth Chandraskar. I'm so sorry for butchering your name, dude. Um, I'm trying. (laughs) Prashanth, I'll just say that. His first name. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Um, change in leadership, change in direction. He did it the way that he wanted it to, to, to do it. And um, that's what this is. I, I really do. I truly believe that. Um, and I think, it's a, I think it's a bad short-sighted decision. And it shows an interest in product revenue, not in the, and, and less interest in the community and the, you know, the larger, uh, the larger moral goals that Stack Overflow had when it launched. That was part of what made it really, really good was, you know, let's, let's go after, you know, we, we all have these questions and we all have answers and there's really no good place to do it. And experts exchange is a, an atrocious site and nobody should ever pay Uh. anything. And EA so, awful. And there was, and you know, and it was basically, it was okay. It was an EA that wasn't a scam. Uh, right. And it was also ask slash dot without all of the shit posting. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what they brought to the table. And it was, and immediately it launched and it took off. It was awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. So I, I, I think that, I think that it's the, you know, they've lost the heart. They've lost the heart, and that's that's really it's disappointing to see. So, so you're saying so you're saying the indie band sold out, uh, and now they're a bunch of corporate. No, drums, I don't think huh? that. Yeah, that's just it. I don't I don't see a sellout. I just see the change in leadership lacking the same um, 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 philosophical um, commitment objectives yeah. and commitment. It's it, it's more just a you know build the business for the sake of building the business, and what made them successful was all of the other stuff that they were really bringing in. Like, no, this can be better. We can do better. We can make this a world, a better place. And I feel like this lacks the make a world, a better place element. All the best startups have that. You need that energy and that passion to really, you know, drive you through the, uh, the tough years, but it's also what makes it a, you know, a good product into a great one. I think is when, you know, people really buy in from top to bottom and, I, I think this kind of decision making leads me to to believe that you know there just isn't that kind of buy in anymore in that in that company, and so they're going to continue to be a good product, and you're going to continue to see Stack Overflow questions. But I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see a competitor pop up. I I could absolutely see somebody going after this yeah. space now. There are a couple ish kind of competitors. Uh, Quora is one that yeah. seems to pop. It's a Quora's, bad experience. That's like. That's just EA plus plus. That's EA plus plus. That's all. Yeah, I, kind of, kind of. Um, yeah. So anyway, dis- disappointing news. I am. I am very sorry to hear that. No, I, and I this guy. And this guy. He's a. He's a banker. Uh, Prasanth. 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 He's a banker. He's, yeah. He originally originally a BS in computer engineering, um, masters in engineering management, and an MBA. And then he worked as a management consultant and then in his investment banker. He worked at Rackspace. So Are you sure you're really, looking at the right guy? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. He worked at Rackspace and built a new business unit, the global. So yeah, he's got, he's got, 
he's got some technical background, but he's a banker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, of course he doesn't have the same, the passion yeah. conviction that Atwood and Spolsky would. No way. Exactly. No way. Or vi- and vision. I mean, that's really the key. And vision. The, I mean, the way, I love the way Atwood and Spolsky look at the world, generally. I disagree with them on a couple of things, but that's what any good nerd debate is going to include some some argument. But I feel like, overall. I feel like we as a culture are, are too, we, I don't know what this is. Can we sidebar for a second? We as a culture, sure. we Let feel this. Drink. Thank you. Oh, that's that's refreshing. The flavor of the day. <laughs> we we have this this compulsive behavior to qualify. I'm not, and I'm not calling you out. By the way, I do this. I get Everybody I, get I talk to does this. We have this need to qualify when we give somebody accolades. Um, oh, but I don't like everything they do. It's like, well, nobody likes everything anybody does. Or when we or when we take a dump on somebody, like we're doing with poor uh, Prashanth here and just calling him a dumb banker, we say, but, you know, uh, he's a smart guy. Well, no, no, it, you don't need to qualify that just because you're saying something bad, there's also good or vice versa. I don't know. Have you noticed this is like a, uh, this is a, a fairly pervasive trend, I feel like. And I, I don't know if it's like a distance thing, like, I'm going to say something that agreed with somebody, but I want to make sure that I have a healthy arm's length uh, to protect myself from any unwanted comparisons that may be drawn now that there is a connection here. Well, I feel I like that's, that, I feel like it's a, yeah. it's an artifact of us being far too eager to attack one another yes. with, with straw men and, and poison tree. And anal- like it, 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 it is indicative of the times we live in because um, I, I think this is a, a follow on effect to cancel culture. And the fact that, you know, we, we live in this, in this world where, you know, arguments are absolute. So you either agree with me on everything or you're the devil and, you know, part of the opposing team. And I hate you and everything about you. Um, that, that kind of extremeness is, is not helpful yeah. or healthy for dialogue. Um, we need to be able to, you know, like, like people don't live in just one perfect little bucket, you know? Yeah. So, no, I think, but the American way is that we have exactly two camps on any topic and you're all in one and none in the other. That's, yeah. I don't that's know if you've been in America it, for but very that's long, not, but that's the way we do things. Here. That's the way we do things these days. That has not always <laughs> been the case. And I would say that hasn't been the case for even a long period of time. Maybe the last, maybe the last 10 or 15 years, that is not the way that, you know, I mean, you go back to even to the nineties, I feel like that that was not the case. Um, the yeah. rhetoric does seem to have, have crept up in, in divisiveness. Anyway, we're getting into the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so so you were going to say something about somebody and then commented that you don't agree with everything, and then I sidebarred. Yeah, it's a good sidebar. It was a good drink. I think that you were talking about Atwood, maybe. Atwood I was talking about Atwood. Have I was, yeah, I have disagreed yeah. with Atwood. Uh, I have disagreed with him specifically about, um, like, he absolutely, you know, took a dump on PHP, and, and I, you know, I... I heavily countered that as, as we have discussed, it, it, it's ugly. It's and we quirky. here at the refactored show, we here at the refactored show, uh, commend these remarks, <laughs> this round abusing of PHP. This is officially endorsed sanctioned behavior at refactored. <laughs> there's a, there, there is a difference between, you know, having the, you know, the philosophical ivory tower high ground and, what the reality is on the ground. That has always been my case with that. And and that was the, that was the counter argument that I, that I was making at the time. Um, otherwise, you know, there's lots of stuff I agree with. Uh, Joel Spolsky, he's got the, you know, the Joel test I thought was great. He has always been a big yeah. advocate. The reason he's my hero, he has always, that guy pers- is a fount. That guy is a fount of wisdom in engineering discipline. Yeah. 
He is. Uh, his He always pushed for engineers to have four walls and a door. That was what he said. Engineers yeah. need four walls and a door. They need the quiet. They need the isolation to do the work. I always agreed with that. This continued focus on open floor plans drives me up a wall because it is not useful or conducive to the kind of work that developers do. It was um, just it was just a cost saver for the. We talked about that. We talked about it. It's a cost, cost saver during the, the during the dot com boom. Exactly, and yeah. it has continued as if it's some kind of because of cargo move. culting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's cargo culting for sure. Um, uh, you know, it's funny. I was actually I had in here. Um, I wanted to talk about um, agile. You know, agile is another thing that can can suffer under cargo culting, and I know most yeah. and a lot of engineers probably or have just sim- any kind of any kind of, uh, you know, a purist mindset. Cause I don't think textbook pure agile, I know a lot of folks do it and it works for some of them and that's great. I don't think blind adherence to full 100% textbook agile is optimal or even desirable no. in most practical cases. It just doesn't, there is no, it's such, always a mix. It's it, you, you always build, these are tools in a toolbox. You pick them out based on the situation. I have seen, I have seen this go two extreme ways. I have seen uh, companies talk about how they do agile and what they really are doing is waterfall and they just describe themselves as agile. They're literally doing the exact same thing. They have slapped a label on it. That's all. Waterfall with sprints. Waterfall with sprints. Waterfall with sprints. Waterfalls with a scrum master. Waterfall with, you know, weekly or daily standups. And that, that doesn't make it agile. You know, they're unwilling to commit to the actual parts of waterfall, which is really, really small chunks, deploy it, feedback, fail, you know, fail fast, fail forward, you know, tightening the loop Parts of what agile. waterfall is. That's, I mean, those, those components of agile, but they don't want to do that. They want the long timeline. They want the deliberateness because they want the air cover, usually political air cover. Um, well, in the, no, in, in a lot of businesses, process, uh, I think. No, cause I like, I, you know, day to day, I operate in a very seasonal business and there are things that, um, there are things that have to get done by a certain date or they don't go live and and it becomes effectively useless and so mm-hmm. you you know if you're if you're a small scrappy web startup with a vision agile's the way to go cuz you don't know what the hell you're building you don't know what problems you're going to have you don't know what audience feedback what market feedback you're going to get you don't know what competitors are going to come online between now and when you finally get to your completed vision agile's the way to go most of the way uh, but if you're in like maybe a slower enterprise regulated environment with a seasonal business cycle and you have a hard deadline, waterfall is not a bad way to do it. Like it gets crapped on a bunch by the the hipster web startup with yeah, our yeah. lattes and MacBooks, but yeah. uh, it's an engineering process. And and a lot of people that want to call them, I have a, a pet peeve. Are we developers? Are we programmers? Are we engineers? Are we salute? Like what, what, what word means what, and are they actually I feel any like different? they all mean the same thing. I like, feel like the, the E word gets thrown around a lot as like a status thing. Oh, I'm not a software programmer. And then it was, I'm a software developer. And then, and then big brain time, I'm a software engineer. No, because <laughs> you know what? No, I don't see any engineering discipline as applied to software the mm. way that it is in actual engineering jobs. I don't see, you don't have, here's two practical, if you, you know, we can get into a nerd fight about that. Uh, Here's two practical differences though. Number one, software engineers are not licensed. True. And number two, or, or certified uh, Mm -hmm. uh, or licensed. Number two, 
uh, we get to put, we get to just write a text file in the root of the project that says, well, I don't have any liability for this crap, right? You mm-hmm. build a bridge, you have liability. You right. can't just put a, a readme on the, on the cornerstone of the bridge support and say, well, I waive all liability assumed and, and explicit and, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's as is work product. <laughs> get away with that so i feel like we you know we say engineering and nobody has the discipline to be able to wave that particular flag there has uh, been this a, is another sidebar that's fine there has been a push in recent years my, my company actually talked about this pre pre-acquisition the smaller nimbler startup version um we talked about a um like an engineer's i don't know if it was like an engineer's creed but kind of like the um uh, like oath like the Hippocratic oath, mm-hmm. we we right. this has come up. Several big heads have talked about this. How engineers could use something equivalent to the Hippocratic oath that they take, you know, mm-hmm. when they graduate, um, which also dovetails into conversations about okay, well, should we have some kind of certification, and if we do, what does that look like? And I, I I'm not I agree. I, I think I'm on board with the oath, but I'm I'm still of two minds on certification because that's a that that removes a lot of the nimbleness in this in this space part of the i mean things move fast and so certification well we're we are riddled with cert- certification we're right? already By right the red exactly. hat microsoft so whatever one? right I think I think the real question there is licensure and liability okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that could come with better, that and better I don't terminology know, better terminology yeah i I don't know to what end that's practical. Yeah, and who like, owns like skipping the, the skipping body? the higher road of why would we do this and what would it look like and what could the implications be? Like I'm taking the low road here and just saying like is it a practical thing and what does it actually mean? Correct. Yep. That's that's where I've that's where I've gotten hung up. I've gotten hung up on the high side and the low side. Practically speaking, how does it how do you do it? What does it look like? What does it actually get you? High side is that something that actually fits this work? Not every job that is valuable has certifications, but many do, but they don't all, and it's not it's not necessarily required, um, but it is a thing na- that I think naturally happens over time. Do you know there are certifications I found out for barbers that you can't- Oh, yeah. You, know, you can't, ch- I mean, like using a razor versus using scissors- uh, yeah. doing, well, it's, you're a, doing, it's a licensure, it's a licensure. licensure so thing. barbers right. are licensed, locksmiths, everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So my, I, I, so it's the natural I, way I get several things. members, several members of immediate and extended family are, are licensed through, you know, through the state for their jobs. And, and there's all like reasonable, like it's a reasonable thing in this case or that case, because somebody's life is on the line or, you know, whatever the reason is. Yeah. Um, and I just don't see how, like, it's obvious why as a society we would say that you need to be licensed in order to practice medicine of any sort because right. we don't want people cutting other people on kitchen tables. Like, that seems to make common sense, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can't get 100% of people to agree that the sky is blue, but I'm going to venture and say 90-plus <laughs> percent of people would agree you don't want random kitchen table operations happening all of the time. That seems like it should be true anyway if it's not. Um, but for software, like, where's that line? Like, am I, Yeah. if I go in enough, if I, if I, if I make an Excel macro, am I vile on my own time? 
is that a violation of my license? Like where right, it's, just, if you're, it's so- But then you can also, then you swing it the other way. And if you're building, uh, you know, you're working on the power grid, you're working on uh, software that goes into, you know, uh, heart monitors and uh, uh, pacemakers, right. uh, you know, there, there are just huge- Areas where Huge could, areas yeah. like over here. Yes, I can see absolutely. You're going to want to be darned careful- so the space station, the space shuttle, rockets, literally lives are at stake if you screw things up. And I don't up. know if, <clears throat> I'm just like shooting from the hip here. This is probably not going to age well, but I wonder if like the, maybe it's not a bright line test, but the litmus test would be, is the thing that your software is going into, is that being used or installed by somebody who's licensed to do what they're You doing? could do that. Yeah, I've, I've, we've talked, you know I, I mean? remember having a conversation like that where, okay, now you can- you know, so this open source continues to be open source, but before somebody uses it in a professional setting, if they're licensed, they now have a licensed, you know, oath level duty to actually vet it and make sure that it's good. Um, it opens up, it, but it adds, this is also antithetical to what software development and, and you know, net evolution has been since the, the, the early days, which is uh, small, agile, you know, kind of a free for all. I will put stuff out there if it helps you. Great, but it's on you. And you know that 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 wild west free spirit kind of nature of it is that a bad thing? It's it can be risky in some situations, but I don't see it as inherently bad. I actually see it as a good. I think that you know we are where we yeah, are. What you're today saying is we've been able to move so fast, scrappy and undisciplined, which is exactly antithetical to what the licensed professions are trying, like right, what but the licensed start, shores are trying to achieve. Right. And, and you, but you yeah. start scrappy and, and, and rough. And then as these, it's, it's just like software development. So I, uh, when you do, when, when, when you're, when your software is in a, you know, early, early dev stage, you, you downplay the bugs, you downplay things that break because you're still working on it. You know, it's still coming along. As no, you do gets, because your software is full of that stuff. I don't. <laughs> of course. I don't have the need. That's right. Your work is perfect, right? Um, yeah. uh, so you, when you, but as that, as that software matures and now is out in production and actually has paying users behind it, there is a natural inclination to make sure that it stays stable and stays reliable yeah. because you now have customers that are depending on it. So- some of like that any is other already, technology, like any other technology. So some of that, some of that, some of that pressure that a licensure would provide, I think is already, I think it's built in, but it has become so ubiquitous that are we, you know, the question is that software, software development, these these things, they're eating the world literally. Have are, already, I would have argue. already. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, are we being as are we as a community of engineers being irresponsible by not setting these standards for ourselves? And I am, I'm of two minds on that because in some instances I say, yeah, if you're working on a pacemaker, you better make dang sure that your stuff is good. Uh, you know, if you're if you're dealing with finance, you're dealing with people's money. You better make darn sure that your code is good so that people don't lose their money. You know, you can actually, you can ruin lives if your stuff screws up in certain situations. But then not everything fits that bill. And so does it, does it always well, matter? And aren't right, there already enough? fits that bill, right? Like if, if Plex publishes a bug in the next version of their server and 
the renderer craps out halfway through me rewatching Endgame for the 19th time. Mm-hmm. That's like one class of issue. Yeah, right? that, the blast but, radius there is pretty tiny. You know, the overall But blast like if my grandfather's pacemaker glitches mm-hmm. because of some uh, some memory corruption issue, right? That's a different class of failure. Right. And, so, and so you have a valid point. I think what you're saying is, if we were going to discuss this, where would we draw the line? My right. question is, let's assume a line has been drawn. What is the liability when you cross it? And how do you determine that? Yeah. Because then it becomes essentially another insurance exercise, which I know everybody's super eager to get into, oh, right? Like thrilling. Yeah. So so what what is my liability, right? And what is how do I demonstrate because because I can't just you you can't just say, well, you're at fault because you published a bug. It's software. We all know there are bugs. So they're not avoidable until we sell formal verification, which is a ways off, or until VS Code, uh, what was that? Um they published it last year. It made a splash. The AI that codes for you. Oh yeah, um, and GitHub. Um, it was GitHub. Yeah, GitHub yeah, yeah. Who, who published um, that it, thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That. that so that until until thing. they until they build that and we have formal verification, right? Software bugs are going to exist. So so then my duty as a as a licensed right as an as an oath as a, a an an oathen an, an oath an oath bearer oath bearer oath holder oath bearer oath, oath, oath holder oath, it's an oath bearer oath maker. Oath take. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, as an as an oathing software engineer, <laughs> uh, as a licensed oathing software engineer, my duty then is to make sure, and I guarantee you this would this would wind up being the language that I have taken uh taken, you know, industry reasonable measures to prevent and and to mitigate those types of issues. Mm-hmm. And so Okay, now you play that out across the industry in the areas where it matters, right? Because Plex isn't going to have to Plex isn't going to have to meet this bar, right? The the, right. the durable medical equipment and the and the EE grid engineers, those are the ones that are going to have to do it, right? Okay, so then you wind up with this question: like, does that tide actually rise and float all boats, or is it kind of like another check? We had a similar conversation, in fact, a few weeks ago about security and about how like having a corporate security program, like. Does it actually help or is it another box to check? Like, right. Yep. Is, would it really mean? Does so it really I guess mean where I'm going is, really let's anything. say we, right. let's say we drew a line. Let's say we attach liability to it. Is the end result going to have an effect practically? It, well, I think that if you actually attach liability, then what you'll see is you'll start to see protections just against that liability. And so you'll start to see engineers, you know, if it just kind of, off the cuff, uh, you know, engineers would be less inclined to do FTE and go 1099, giving themselves an LLC corporate umbrella, corporate veil, so that if any of this liability actually happened, it hits their corporation. It doesn't hit them. It protects, you know, ensures them personally. So you some, get, so they some might end up sort of like doctors. Doctors have their own malpractice insurance. Yeah, I, I think you end up with something like that, probably. Well, Which, that was actually that where I was going. I that was where I was going, though, because the the physicians some do have their own malpractice insurance, and some receive it through their hospital. Yeah, but uh, they many, all have many it. do. Um, they all have it, right? But but if something goes wrong, let's say in the OR, that uh, that physician directly by name is liable personally. Mm. There's no there's no LLC that can that can shroud the liability in that case. So I would right. see something similar would need to be in a place. Otherwise, yeah, 
all of a sudden everybody's now a 1099 with an LLC, right? And right, but is, that costs 130 but bucks to do. Right, but is software development really, are, are you as directly uh, attributable and responsible as, you know, the the doctor over your body with the knife, you know? There's well, a, that's, you, that, that you was kind of make, where I was going. Like, right. I say, well, no, we all know that software's going to have bugs. I am liable if I did not take uh, reasonable measures right. to prevent, detect, and remediate those problems. Right, and then if and then if something goes wrong and somebody brings a suit against me, I have a burden of proof demonstrating that I took commercially reasonable efforts to prevent that class of failure. Right, right, and and that exercise, like having everybody have to go through the motion of being able to prove that they took commercially reasonable efforts, is that actually going to help anything? Right, like and I, feel I like the, yeah. I feel like it might not. I, I don't know if I'm being a pessimist today, but I feel like that would be meaningless in the end. It wouldn't yeah. actually net any safety. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a, it, it's a really mixed bag and you can go round and round on it. I, I don't know if we're. I'm sure people see, have published on this before. I wonder if we do a little homework here, if we might learn something. Oh, there, oh there's a bunch of stuff you can find. I, I already, I, I know of a couple of things off the top of my head about, you know, taking the, you know, the engineer's oath. So I know about mm -hmm. that. Uh, and the licensure thing has come up before too. You can easily find some links. We'll we'll do some homework. We'll throw them in the show notes so you can check them yeah. out. Um, all right. Well, if you enjoy conversations with uh, video game predictions that lead to conversations about Stack Overflow, that leads to jobs, that leads to Agile as a cargo cult, that leads to engineer oaths, let us know. Feedback at refactored.work. We'd love to hear from you. Just give us notes. If you shoot us a recording, we'll play that on the air. Uh, if you want to check out the show notes that we have mentioned several times today, you can find those at refactor.work, the website. You can play episodes right there if you want to. Uh, it includes all the links. Uh, and it includes also a little bit of information about uh, yours truly's hosts. Is that how you do it, plural? I totally botched that. I'm going to go back to English. Yours uh, is truly. Yours truly. Yeah. Yours is, is yours is truly. Truly. Ugh. Anyway, uh, if you want to check out Chris's writings, you can check him out at Tonkinson.com. You spell it exactly the way it sounds. If you want to check out my stuff, check me out at Hot Coals. Not the way it sounds. K-O-E-H-L-S.com. This has been episode 57 of the Refactor Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Frank. See ya.